On this episode of Notes on My Phone, we throw things back, baby, to the Omegle days. Give you a couple tips when you're flying to be a little bit more comfortable next time. Also talk about my favorite themed restaurant. We wrap it up with a song, all that and more. Let's get it. on my phone. Hope you guys had a great new year. Hope you had a great holiday, spending time with family, friends, no strangers. One quick thing, when we were at the dinner table uh, with my entire family on Christmas, we were playing similar game to, to the Cards Against Humanity. My grandma's there, my grandfather's there. You look over to the other side of the table and both my, my brother and my cousin are on Omegle trying to make some new friends. And I find it very funny that as children, we are told not to. Yet the entire motto for Omegle is talk to strangers. I thought that was pretty funny. And then I started thinking also about Omegle and the original Omegle days. And back when I was in middle school, I started making YouTube videos. And I really, really loved performing and posting anything. I used to make these YouTube videos and... I'd always ask my friends to get involved with me, and they would, but then I, then I was like way too much of a hard ass with it. I wanted everything to be perfect, and if it wasn't exactly how I intended it for it to be, I didn't want to put it out. And sometimes I'd film entire things with my friends, and I would just know while we're doing it, I'm like, we're not going to post this. Just, I don't know. That, that's just how it was. Something I got to work on, uh, something I was a little anal with as a kid. I shouldn't say anal. Um, but it is an applicable word. Get your mind out of the gutter. Anyway, I love to make videos, and I would make them by myself. I would set up a tripod. I would film every single shot by myself. I definitely did it in the least organized way, but I love doing it. I had so much passion for it, and I had such drive for it, and I love posting videos. And I probably made about seven or eight videos. I did a video for any school project that I could, but unfortunately, because of my biggest flaw as a child... None of those videos exist anymore, and I can't get them back. You see, as a middle schooler, I was so desperate for my friends to like me that I would openly talk about how creative my passwords were to my social media accounts. My Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube passwords were known amongst all my friends, and it became a joke. But I didn't care, because I was getting attention from friends. Unfortunately, one of those friends, dare I say that name, I shall not, he doesn't deserve an ounce of it, logged into my YouTube account and deleted every single video that I put tears and sweat into as a kid. I filmed them and edited them on my sister's old Dell laptop, which wouldn't even turn on if you fingered it. Those videos are lost forever. Damn you. Damn you. You were so broken and incomplete as a person that you had to take away the joy from a child to make you feel relevant. You're a bad person. You know who you are. I'm never going to forgive you. Anyway. But I remember vividly with Omegle, I, would, uh, I, got a, I got a ukulele for Christmas one year. 
and I learned how to play I'm Yours by Jason Mraz because that was such a sexy bop when you're a seventh grader and you're just trying to get the girl to dance with you at the at the school dance. And that's always tough because your friend also wanted to dance with the same girl as you and then you dance with her for the first song but then another song goes by, you hide in the bathroom because you need to sweat it off because you're just like so excited that you got to dance with her and then you go back for the third song because you know every middle school dancer's three slow songs and if you get your first one in, you know, you have a good chance of being able to dance with them again and then when you go to the third time you know that she wasn't dancing with anybody the second time so there's your chance to go in for round two 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 for two uh and then your one buddy is going up to her and ask her to dance and then they start dancing and then you interrupt the two of them and says wait do you want to dance with me and then she's like no and then you feel like an absolute dick because your friend's pissed at you and then she's weirded out that you try to interrupt the two of them i don't know so on omegle i would put a batman mask on because i was scared that people were going to jerk off to me and i would sing i'm yours and if there were any girls that were on it i'd be like can i sing you a song and that was back when you had Justin Bieber hair. Baby, and I thought it was super baby, cool. I put myself out there, and I liked Omegle a lot. I completely forgot about it over the last couple of years, and it's probably a huge platform for predators. And I was surprised to see that my brother and my cousin were on there trying to chat with some chicks. I think it's a TikTok thing right now. Meanwhile, my grandmother is eating apple pie uh, right across mm. the table, asking why she hears people speaking in French. Big, big apple pie. So that was just a friendly reminder of Omegle. And its existence. Don't go on there if you're. Don't, just don't go on there. If you're over twenty, don't do it. It's, it's kind of weird. So one thing I want to say before I get into the rest of the show, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, I care a lot more about the quality of content that comes out as opposed to the quantity. So just to let you guys know, moving forward, when I'm not doing an interview with Peter or Chris or you know, the intention is to also bring on other people to the show as well. When I don't have weeks where I have people like that, I am going to continue to post something. My intention is always to post something every single week. And I know the first 10 weeks I had nine episodes, which is awesome. And then the last couple of weeks with the holidays, things have been a little bit tougher to get out there. So I do apologize about that. But when I don't have, you know, someone to have a conversation with for that week, or, you know, we're not too happy with the episode that we had recorded, I'm always going to put something out. So this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, and I just want to let you guys know the whole point of this show is to talk about the notes that I have on my phone. And I didn't have that many notes this week, but there was one thing I really, really, really wanted to talk about, or a couple things at least. And, you know, I wrote a song, and that's what this show is all about. It's just, it's just whatever observations, ideas that pop up in my head, I'm going to share them with you. And some weeks it's going to be a full-on conversation. It's going to be a full production with with one of my friends or someone that I bring on. And other weeks it's, it might just be a song or it might just be a poem, which is actually a good idea. So I do have a couple things to talk about, but just want to let you guys know that that seems to be the gist going forward. I want to set good expectations with you guys because you guys are all so sexy and you guys are all some day one listeners. You know, we're over 10 episodes now and I'm super, super into this. This makes me so happy. So this is uh, just a little update for you. So I'll continue. So I'll start with this. My girlfriend and I flew out to Florida to stay at my parents' Tampa Bay apartment right after Christmas, and we were going to stay there through New Year's. So I was flying again. And as you know, I, I really do not like flying. There's two new things that I took note of that are very relevant, and I think we all subconsciously think about when we're heading onto a plane. I know that not everyone gets anxious when they're on the plane, but I know a lot of people do. There's two things I want you to consider before the next time you get onto the plane. First things first, the night before I have a flight. I literally, like a little kid, the night before their first day of school, I set up my outfit, 
and I have it all set up. I want my, if I'm going to die in a plane crash, I want my death to be brought to you by Lululemon and socks from Vans. I want to look fabulous walking onto the plane for the last time. Uh, attention passengers, we have uh, reached our final cruising altitude for the remainder of the flight at 35,432 feet. In the unlikely chance of a fatal conclusion to our flight on this aircraft, please divert your eyes to passenger Ryan Lynch as he flaunts his no brand way. new ABC oh joggers and this pristinely white so color. You go, girl. Thank you for flying Delta Airlines. This is the outfit I die in. I want to look absolutely transcendent. So that's the first thing. So think about that. Think about your fashion when you're on your plane. Uh, you, you see people that are wearing flip-flops and putting their feet up. People taking their shoes off. They have their socks on. And if that's you, that's fine. Let's just know that that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. You're doing that. I'm wearing my high-top sneakers because I want to look fabulous when we're flying down from 35,000 feet. Number two, I always get nervous. I think of everything in life kind of as a movie scene. So when I'm walking onto a plane, I scout the airplane. And if I notice that there's a child on board, I'm reassured. And I just know that in no way in God's eyes is this plane going to crash when there's a baby on board or there's a little child on board. Unless it's baby Hitler! I had the same thought process when I was a little kid. Usually I'd stay up late, 10 o'clock, Nick at night, George Lopez show, jumping on the trampolines, everyone else is asleep, the TV's getting staticky because oh. I shouldn't be up that late, oh. and oh. I get a little nervous. I get a little scared. I hear something downstairs. I see lights outside that I never saw before. My mind starts to wander, and I anticipate that I'm going to die. So what I do is I think to myself, what is a scenario, what is a scene for someone to walk into, see me, and decide, you know what, no, I'm not going to kill this person. Aww. So what I do is I flip over to the Disney Channel because in no world could I imagine somebody murdering a little boy to Zach and Cody messing around being silly with the general manager of the, the Tipton Hotel. I just, I just can't picture that. So if I put on the Disney Channel, I know that that's going to protect me. That's kind of a, a barrier or a safety belt surrounding the circumference of my bedroom, ensuring that I'm not going to get murdered or raped. So that's tip number two. Um, two important things to consider when flying. <laughs> that tails off with when you see a child on a plane, you know that nothing bad's going to happen. Knock on wood every single time. Also, say a prayer before you step onto the plane. I always do the sign of the cross. I'm not too religious. But I do that as well. Safety is first. Always thank your pilots. Always give them a, a genuine head nod. It's always so tough to communicate with the mask. Um, but those are two tips that I had noticed. And then the next thing I wanted to talk about, our generation, I'm, I'm 24, I'm turning 25 this year, which is very scary. And our generation is very quick, very fast paced, on the go, and health crazed. So Chipotle is a big deal, obviously. These salad places, chopped or sweet green, everyone's just trying to get these quick food, quick meals in, and less and less time, you know, we're going to places like the Cheesecake Factory, which I love so much, or these chains that uh, seem to be struggling a lot during COVID. Now, a couple of them are a little bit more specialty, and they're in big cities, and big cities right now are typically not open due to COVID, and I, I thought that this 
this type of restaurant was going to die out anyway. And that makes me very sad. One of my favorite restaurants to go to as a kid was the Hard Rock Cafe. And I hate rock and roll. I think it's loud. I think it's obnoxious and rebellious. And people should not be acting that way with their long hair and their black fingernails. But going to the Hard Rock Cafe was such a vibe as a seven-year-old. Get out of your car seat. You see a huge electric guitar. They're always in a big city. The gift shop has jean jackets that say the Hard Rock on the back with whatever. Hard Rock Cafe, San Diego. Hard Rock Cafe, Washington, D.C. Hard Rock Cafe, Baltimore. Super fucking fresh. They had big menus. Great, great, great menus when you're a kid. Lots of color, crossword puzzles, guitar, microphone, Michael Jackson in the bathroom. <gasps> All that jazz. It was such a good time. And I'm, I'm just starting to realize, I hope that these places stay open. I don't think they will. I don't think that the, the Hard Rock Cafe in Times Square, New York, I have very fond memories there because one of my favorite memories as a child, I was probably like eight or nine, and I was asleep. I was in bed on a Friday night or whatnot, on a Friday night, and my dad knocks on my door, and he says, hey, you want to go for a ride? He wakes up my sister, wakes up my brother. I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, let's go to the Hard Rock Cafe. About 40 minutes away uh, with no traffic. At midnight, no traffic. In New York City, Times Square, everything's open all the time, or at least till 3, 4 in the morning. It was awesome. We drive into New York City, park the car. It's dead. Not dead, but dead enough where you can park your car without having an issue. And we went to the Hard Rock Cafe. I had chicken tenders and a chocolate milkshake. And I saw, you know, Michael Jackson just humping a chair and a child on the TV. And it was such a good time. Such a great memory of mine. And I love going to the Hard Rock Cafe. I think it's a, it's a fun vibe. It's loud. It's cool. It's unique. It's like a theme park restaurant. And I have a feeling that it's not going to be around by the time that our generation has kids. So that makes me a little sad. So I wrote a little song to pay my respects to the Hard Rock Cafe and what an awesome restaurant it was to me, and hopefully it was the same for you. I was inspired to make the melody of this beat based off of Kid Cudi's new album. I always talk shit about him. I always thought he was very lame, but his new album's actually not that bad. Gotta give credit where it's due, and I hope you guys enjoy. Chipotle, Chick-fil-A, same old shit, different day. Uber Eats, it's getting beat, repeat, repeat, yeah. I wanna go to the Hard Rock Cafe, it was so cool, they had a lot of TVs and all the waiters were drummers. It's close now and I don't think they'll recover Yeah, I'm a hard rock lover Yeah, oh, I'm a hard rock lover I don't like cock but while we wait I'll hold the buzzer Yeah, oh, I'm a hard rock lover Too loud for grandma when we vacay in the summer They'll close for good and that'll be a real bummer Yeah, the waiters used to scare Going to kill me, no, he 
There's a huge fork on the wall in the shape of an electric guitar. Oh, 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 oh. I love the horror cafe. I got spicy chicken tenders with the cayenne pepper. It was spicy, spicy. Ate it all. My whole family was proud of me. Cause I could handle all the heat. But the hard rock takes defeat Hard rock, hard rock I'm a hard rock lover Ain't no other, Yeah, I'm a hard rock lover. Yeah, I'm a hard rock lover. Yeah. Don't let cockle while we wait. I jerk the buzzer. Yeah, I'm a hard rock lover. That's notes on my phone. Thanks for spending some time with me. I hope you have a fantastic week. Check out the Instagram page, Notes on My Phone Podcast. Check me out on TikTok. I'm going to be dancing all week. Ryan 28 Lynch. And I'll see you guys next week. Stay sexy. Don't tell my phone.